0: Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope, with your host Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for
1: joining us. Fairies, gnomes, and trolls, and elves. Fantasy world, or is it real? The best known story that I know about elves and dwarfs is, of course, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, who helped the princess. So, can it also be true that they exist for us as well? And do they come and will they come to teach us and help us, especially at this time? The program tonight is a pre-recorded program that will help us all think, explore, and hopefully know that this elemental kingdom does indeed exist. So welcome, everyone, to our March program this evening, for this is a time When the state of Minnesota, who everyone knows the state of Minnesota is usually frozen over, but we've had a wonderful winter and now we are coming into spring, which brings us into the green of the trees and at last after a long winter, the lushness of the forest and what I call the spirits come forth to be known. Our guest tonight is joining us from Oregon and she will be talking to us tonight about Enchanted forest that reveals the fairies, the elves, and the tree spirits, divas, and much more. She has written a wonderful book called Life in Nature Revealed, Real Photographs of Fairies, Gnomes, and Elves. Her book reveals the many layers of fairies that truly, truly exist in nature. Laura does workshops and lectures across the nation And has wonderful testimonials on her website. I myself went on the website. It's a wonderful website. Here are two of them that I love the most. And this is one of them. Laura, what a beautiful presentation. The love and the energy throughout the book. It was and it is amazing. For so long I have seen things, elementals, that others seem to simply overlook. And for way too long... I have kept these experiences to myself, fearful of rejection. Another testimonial stated This presentation heightened my awareness of the true world existing in nature. The fairies, the keepers of the earth realm, are here to show us a new path of understanding. I would recommend anyone who wants a new level of hope in their life to attend her presentation. Laura Walters grew up in the Midwest, where she loved playing in the trees and spending time in nature. With over 15 years' experience as a professional photographer, Laura used her abilities to capture the truth through the lens of her camera. As she began to photograph real fairies, real gnomes, and real elves, and also the energetics of sacred trees and nature. They began to communicate with her, believe it or not, they indeed communicate with her uh, right now, right before this program, she was saying they were coming to her and talking to her. And perhaps they are the ones who are doing this, um, I'm interviewing the fairies and the, the divas and the elementals. She, she asks, was asked to help humanity to awaken to the consciousness that exists in nature. She has actual photographs of elementals taken in spectacular sites around the world, but they are places such as Redwoods of California, the Olympic Forest of Washington State, Shasta, which many of us know, and even the Mojave Desert. So let us all welcome to our program tonight, Laura Walters. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the Pure Hope Show. Oh,
0: I'm so delighted to be here, Hope. Thank you for having me. Thank
1: you, thank you. Well, I am really excited because I have had no one, and I mean no one, really talk about fairies and gnomes and alps. And so when our sweet Christina Rose, as uh, we both know, Laura, uh, connected us, she says, you know what, I think Laura would be great to have on the program. So <laughs> I think it's great yeah, to sure. have you on tonight.
0: Well, I'm excited, and so are the fairies. So I'm sure we will all enchant you. Just Yay. That.
1: Good, 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 good. Well, first tell us, what are what is the difference? And maybe there isn't, but what is the difference between a fairy and a gnome or an elf? And do they play different roles in nature?
0: Yes, um, they do. And, the, and depending on where you are on the planet, the word fairy It takes on a different meaning. Uh, The American version, of course, is Tinkerbell. You mentioned that earlier in the Snow White Disney. The fairy in Peter Pan, she is known. And it has been somewhat Disneyized. And really what you would call it is a nature sprite or sylph. They have the consciousness to create the smallest of breeze to moving the air in a tornado. And in Ireland, the fairy are really an advanced, loving race of gods and goddesses that actually live there. And the people believe their lineage was actually mixed in with these beings. Uh, They come Hmm. from a race called Tuatha de Danon, and they live now in the mounds of Europe and are referred to as the She. Uh, The elementals work with the elements in nature, so like earth, water, fire, air. A gnome or dwarf is what you would call an earth elemental these are nature beings that work specifically with the physicalness of earth they tend to be shorter and stockier than the fairies mainly because they work with the bigger picture they literally work with the soil minerals and plants the elves and leprechauns love to create harmony and abundance they can all be very playful and bratty and then we move into the water elementals also called they have many names and i'm just giving you a few Uh, Undines or water nymphs, and they work with the vapors, the ice or flow of the currents in the rivers. Other types work specifically with the oceans. And then last, the fire elementals are known as the fire salamanders, and they are not shaped like amphibians we know in the physical realm. They are very powerful and work with the slightest glint or spark of light to the grandest explosion of a volcano. Often misunderstood, these fire beings cleanse the environment through what appears to be destruction when it's really the force that creates a new reality. They and all of these nature beings can connect and help you with your potential of becoming more love, which heightens your frequency. The term nature being is a broad term for many levels of beings that work in nature. Like them, we are multidimensional beings. They share their life force and keep Everything balanced
1: and so beautiful. Hmm. Does that answer your question? <laughs> it does. It does. It's interesting because the um, question that came about in my mind is, I'm thinking about, like, what must yeah. they think of us when we litter or pollute? I uh, mean, what must they think of us as a as a species on this planet at this time?
0: Well, you know, they keep balance with it. they can't take on our stuff. They know better, you know, they live in that source of wholeness. So they try to whisper in our ears, they try to guide us in our dreams, to keep us to help us make new choices. So they don't take on our you know, their negativity. Of course they get they do have emotional bodies, so they feel us. And they also mm-hmm. hear us telepathically. So, um you know, that's pretty much, I would say, they don't like it, but they don't take on our, you know, our, our actions that are not in the best of energy for them.
1: Hmm. Mm. So they don't judge us, then?
0: They don't judge us, no. Yeah. No. They just retribute a lot of them. That's where, why a lot of them have gone, you know, the fairy race. They, you know, we've chosen to be chemicalizing the land, so they've gone underground, literally. And, uh,
1: mm.
0: yeah, it's a lot, but I think it's, you know, everything's becoming different, so
1: there's yeah. hope.
0: We're going to talk yeah. about
1: that. Yay, yay. Well, do they primarily reside in nature, or do they reside inside houses or organizations or buildings? or? Oh, yes.
0: I have many in my house and surrounding environment. Um, like any relationship, you know, it takes some effort. You know, there's kindness involved, and, and you have to invite them in. Um, kind of like we would put on a welcome mat for a friend. And uh, everything in nature, like I spoke a minute ago, is telepathic. So because they have the emotional body, they can feel us. And when we open our hearts and start giving them telepathic thoughts about inviting them in, they feel that and hear that. And one of the ways I've always told people how to invite them in your home is by your action to create a space for them. It could be an altar or a fairy house. Uh, you could place it inside or out, and if possible outside, they like it to be near a garden or plants or a tree and I've connected to the tree spirits and the trees surrounding my yard and they and they communicate back telepathically. they have healed me and assisted my, in my inner journeys and meditation and left many surprising treasures, like one time I looked down at my foot and I saw a blue stone, which was very unusual, and it ended up being a a soda light which I looked up the meaning and it was to help unify a group and I was just starting a spiritual group in my home at the time. So I feel the gnomes brought me back. So it's you know, they're they're there to really help you with what is in your life at the time. They show they're around by their playfulness and they're they're just ready to become a part of your life inside and out.
1: Well, I knew um, when you say you had to cultivate it or begin it, so how how did you begin to communicate with them and that they began to communicate with you? How did that even begin? I always like to ask that question, like, what was the beginning? What was happening then for you or to you?
0: Right, right. Well, you know, as a child, I did see them like I would, I would love to play with the fireflies at night, and many times I would see them and feel elated joy. They were buzzing me and and I recall the memory, many of them did not blink. So I knew later, haha, that was fairies. But about twelve years ago was my, my initiation, I call it, when I was called to the um the Ho Forest and the Olympic National Forest in Washington State with my husband and my daughter. And you can read about that on you know on my on my website. But my husband and my daughter we were visiting the, the the park and we were hiking there and I came to this particular tree that I now call the enchanted tree. And as I had my camera with me, and I wanted to get some photographs, and it was one of those old cameras, film camera, no bells and whistles, it wasn't even automatic focus. And when I stopped to take a photo of this tree, a feeling came over me, it was like warm honey and sunshine sunshine just flowing down inside my body, it was amazing, and my, I asked my husband if he could feel it, and he goes, uh-huh, so he was blissed out, <laughs> and so we were in- we were inside this bubble. It was like this golden light was all around us. It was amazing. I didn't know at the time what was happening. and So I knew that picture was going to be pretty special. And when I got home from the trip, I started looking closer at the photograph. And I discovered they had many beings of nature in it. And sure enough, there, it, literally the the nature beings had lifted the veil. To, the, uh, the There's all kinds of fairies in it. And I knew it was a miracle, and this was my first doorway of connection to them. And I actually had spoken to them in that forest the night before and, and connected with them and asked them if they want me to be help them, then show me, you know, kind of a okay. And then the next day I got the photo. So it was pretty profound. And then things have really progressed from that point. You know, that was over 11 years ago. So I have noticed things in my life that were not logical as I began to earn their trust you know, we connected on deeper levels. I let go of my past beliefs that no longer served me so I could hold the frequency, fell more in love with myself, which we're all doing right now, and naturally found a new love language together. Um, they would, like like I said, they put objects in my path or nature walks. They put things there or sometimes in the most obscure places, like in the Denver airport one time, this, this chrome woman showed up with a walking stick and these are kind of things that they they uh, they have symbols, and I'll kind of go into those intermittently. But one of them is a walking stick; it's very dominant, and she was just walking. And I'll I'll give you the full story later. But a few other ones are heart rocks. If you're out, if anyone out there collects heart rocks, it's no happenstance; they literally are gifting you those. And remember that they're from the fairies. Um, so I have a few share, uh, stories. I'll you know I'll share about that later. But the answer is. You know, your second part of the question, um, you know, what they're saying, you know, about the planet yeah, and things planet. like that. Um, the the one thing I hear all the time, and it's very simple, uh, is allow, allow, allow. And their wisdom is simple and profound. That's how I would describe them, and playful. And my interpretation, interpretation of that is all is becoming new. Everything. I mean, you name it. You get a blackboard out and race, everything, and then write any, you know, money, religion, relations, everything's changing. So the seasons are changing. I mean, it's a pretty amazing time. And so it's just we're going to be, there'll be new ways of even processing our thoughts, like more from the heart and knowingness than from thinking and intellectualizing everything. So it's truly a time to know all is well, they tell me, naturally, And we have suffered enough in the old ways of being, and we're ready to celebrate. I mean, that's really something they, you know, they like to do. And not through our old illusions of power, we're ready to, you know, come out of that and, you know, all those dark choices of separation. And now we're coming more into that unity of oneness. And to me, that's what they teach is through watching them and how they harmonize with each other and they're literally—they are the Christ consciousness. They know what that's about. They become that, so they're—they're they're wonderful teachers, and uh, you know they are—they are teaching us by what they do.
1: Hmm. hmm. This might be an odd question, but like in the state of Minnesota, when we do live in the tundra of the cold, 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 where do the fairies go then?
0: Well, there's still plants and there's soil okay. and there's trees, yep. ice they're actually uh the water oh. has a lot of um, fairies in it. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, they're they're in the air. I mean they literally you couldn't have weather without them. They they are part yeah, of the global weather. Uh but our thoughts do that's one thing that, that we don't realize is our thoughts are part of that weather. So if we were harmonious if everybody woke up tomorrow and they were just harmony in their hearts and wanted to unify with the world, we would have no more Storms, there wouldn't be any tornado. There would be nothing like that. So, um, you know, that's you know that's where they and even you know I'm getting there. Telling me we're even in the snowflakes, you know. So they're they're everywhere. And the fairies, you know, I'll mention this now because I don't think you um, asked that about the you know the distinction before. But there's there's devas and then there's fairies. And the devas are actually the intermediaries between the fairy realm, and the angelic realm. And the Davids are the they are the higher consciousness of the plants and flowers. And the flower fairies are actually what bring the plants and stems and the, everything into form. I actually watched them do it. It's quite amazing. Mm. And there's a man named Jeffrey Hodson. He wrote a book called Fairies at Work and at Play. And he talks about in his book that he witnessed certain frequency sounds and a certain group of fairies would come and create the stem, and another sound would be made, and a group of fairies would come and create the leaf. And then it's just quite amazing what I've learned through, you know, my research and just my own experiences. Hmm. Quite beautiful. Have you,
1: have you ever heard of fairies? Um, I'm just trying to think of this angel lady. I just cannot think of her name. She's well known. Um, long blonde Dorian hair. Yes, yes. Serene virtue. virtue? Uh Yes, that's correct. And she wrote this book once about how some of the fairies have turned into people and she named people like, take a look at Carol Burnett and her face structure. She even said like Mickey Rooney. Um, And um, so she was naming and then so I was thinking about those people, Uh, like she even mentioned um, Robin Williams. And so well, there's certain facial pictures. Yeah, tell me about that.
0: Well, it 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 makes me laugh because right before we got on, you know, to do the the interview, I was reading a book, kind of re- fluffing through it. And I'm going to I'm going to promote it for this one because it's perfect for what you just asked. It's a book called Hybrids, H Y B R I D S. So, you think you are human by Tanis Hellywell. T A N I S H-E-L-L-I-W-E-L-L. And she wrote a book about that very thing, and she mentioned Robin Williams being an elf. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just read real. that. Like, mm-hmm. So the yeah. synchronicity definitely is there. And, and, yes, I feel we all, we come in with different essence, essences to do what we came to do. But we are, you know, on some level we are everything. But here in this, in this body at this time, I feel I'm part Angel and part fairy, so and part ET, which we all are, but mm-hmm. it's it's just um, absolutely yes. I mean, I I uh, tend to resonate with all the elementals and work with them all, but the gnomes are the ones that are uh, ones that I work with probably most. They're the dominant ones, and uh, so yeah, it's oh yeah, you you hit the mark on that. We are. And some of us come in with that, and we don't realize that, and and there's and we're quirky to this environment or this social, you know, habitat, and so we don't feel like we fit in, and then we kind of become more recluse. And really, it's just we came in to be to learn what it's like to be human, and we've been elemental, and so it's it's pretty amazing things. But I think that's mm. the best book I've ever seen or even heard of that explains that. So they can refer to that if they want to go further.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So how do we um how do we become aware of them more? Like for me when I said, Well, like where do they go in the wintertime? But now it makes perfect sense to me that, well, they're still there, they're coming with snowflakes, but how, so how do we become more aware of them and how can we begin to communicate with the fairies and the divas and elementals?
0: Well that is that is probably the great the the most wonderful question because um the first and most important thing is you need to be open and willing to believe that they're real and do exist in nature. That's like the key that unlocks it all, right? So then you invite them into your heart. And, uh, like we're in a forest or places in nature, no, they live there. It is not your home. And when I enter a forest, I find the greet, what I call the greeter trees and they're not always, you know, right at the front entrance, but they're, they're usually are, you know, a lot of the time and they're the gatekeepers. So I, um, I pause and I, you know, I see them and I actually, with true loving intent and gratitude, I send love all out with rainbow rays to the forest. I send it to the nature beings, I send it to the forest, and that's my language to them to say, okay, I'm here and I'm, you know, announcing that I'm in their space and I come with a loving and sacred heart. And one time, I'll kind of segue here, one time my daughters and I went back to see the enchanted tree and we I had bought this new camera Nikon you know nice camera and DSLR and I set it up and I went to take pictures of it and it wouldn't work and my daughter's like oh no mom you know we came this way what's wrong with your camera and I said oh I know what's wrong with my camera and she says what and I said we haven't connected to the tree and the forest together right here Oh, so let's hold hands and let's connect. So we did. We sent rainbow rays and gratitude is their home. And within a minute, quick, it worked fine the rest of the trip. <laughs> so that was a lesson. That was a lesson for all. And they do uh play with your equipment. So just know that. Sometimes, you know, the camera will go, zzz, 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 it can't focus because the energy is so strong coming from the beam. Or it just doesn't work. Or I have a friend that... All of a sudden, they started jumbling the numbers. You know how when you digitally take a, you know, pictures in sequence. When she got home, they were all jumbled up. That's how they showed her they were around. So huh. that that was wonderful. But uh, but then you know, as you continue to walk, you know, in the in the forest, you know, you may see faces in the trees, and then you might see them in the stones or the hanging moth. I know there you I don't know if you have moth. but the sky or bark, and you know, on the trees start to shape shift and reveal the many... That's when they reveal the many spirits where they reside. And and then because of your willingness and open heart, then you're now seeing with your physical eyes and your higher self. And that's what some would call your third eye, which we start doing that if we're in that energy. Now, if you see a waving leaf and there's not much wind, and it will be waving a lot, it could be an elemental in the tree or bush waving at you, and then... What's really funny, if you say hello and wave back, it usually stops. And I have, a, I have a little video on my website on spinning leaves and spinning weeds that I've taken. Um, the pixies also love to untie your shoelaces or put leaves or small rocks in your shoes uh, to show that they're around, you know, walking around with you. Uh, and I will elaborate on that later. Um, they know your thoughts, so send, send them loving thoughts or sing. I love to sing. For some reason, I love to sing near water. Um, when I'm near water, I call on the water elementals and the undines, and I just become part of that beautiful flow. That's to me. That's there's a lot of beautiful uh, orbs that show up by waterfalls, and especially if you use your flash, you'll see them. So that's a a good tip for that. Um, and you know, I love to. They love to. They love shiny objects and little crystals. So I. I go into the trees and I, I uh, drop small treasures like shiny coins or maybe a silver earring. You know how we lose earrings sometimes or one, they just you know, there's we have these little shiny things they like. And uh, But with true intent and showing love for nature, it opens doors for them to reveal themselves. And they're, be patient, I always tell people, because they can be a bit shy and usually they test you first, you know, kind of like mm. your friend, they, they were testing her a little bit to see and then, then she had to take the next step. Um, you don't have to be in the forest to communicate with them. It's something people think. It's easy for them to play and hang out with you if you choose love yourself, to love yourself and find joy in the little things. And doing good deeds is all is a great way to show them who you are, like, for example, planting flowers or trees or not using harsh chemicals on your lawn, putting up a bird feeder or helping an injured animal, they talk to us through acts of nature. So in return, that is a great way to communicate with them.
1: Hmm. We are currently creating at the Hope Interfaith Center a fairy garden here. So that's... Yeah, we never had a fairy garden and I have two women that came up and said, we want to create a fairy garden at the Hope Interfaith Center. So... I said, go for it, so I will have them listen to our program tonight so they know how to put out some shiny objects and and crystals in that area. So I'm very excited about that. Um,
0: oh, yeah, they love, like, you know, those gazing balls, those are great. Yeah. Or um, wind chimes or something just shiny that, you know, flickers. Or um, And then I had a friend on Facebook just write me a couple of days ago, she put some honey in a shell, you know, a seashell, and she buried in some leaves in the dirt and then dropped some coins. And she said, oh, Lord," she said then all of a sudden some money showed up and I almost had enough to buy your books. She said, I know that's on, that's on its way. And So then I thought she inspired me. So then the next day I did that. I found a toadstool stool right by a tree, tree stump by my house, and I did the same thing. I put honey in a little crock. And within an hour, someone bought a, a book on my website. So it was just, the oh, leprechauns, nice. I know, live in that tree, and they, they, they love to help you. They love to bring you abundance.
1: So fun.
0: Huh. They like wow. to be very magical, open up, up to it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and that's the wonderful yeah. thing, is it not? I think that that's what fairies do and uh, leprechauns do and elves do, is they kind of bring that childlike energy um, kind of back into your your house your life your work your everything so when we um first began to talk a little bit you said that you had many stories you had a lot of stories to tell us so can you tell us some of those stories now
0: oh sure yeah i i love to do it okay so one of the things that they're very the common thing about their elementals is they they have humor and So it's fun to kind of see how they're going to show that. Um, One of the ways they communicate is through the playfulness of humor. So years ago I was collecting books, you know, on various fairy and woodland beings, and I asked the nature beings, could you lead me to a bookstore that sold that book of gnomes, you know, that really big book. It's by a German author. I can't pronounce it, but it's P-O-O-R-T-V-L-I-E-T is his first name. H-U-Y-G-E-N is the last name. And he wrote several books, and they're really big and wonderful. a few months went by and I discovered a small bookstore that my husband tucked away back behind a a store I had just visited and I went in and every nook and cranny was filled with books. The store owner greeted me and asked if I needed help and I told her, Yes, I would love help. Can you help me find do you have any books on fairies? And she says, Oh yes, I believe we have a gnome book in the back and I'm like, What? So I was so excited I couldn't wait to purchase a book and She led me down the aisle, and I happily pulled it from the shelf and then looked inside. The illustrations were really wonderful. But then I realized the book was written in Portuguese. (laughs) So be wise to their humor and be clear in what you ask for. They always have these little wit and wisdom stories for these things. It's kind of interesting. They have a play on words sometimes. For instance, uh, arches in nature, like you see an arch of a tree. That is a gateway. Very often, if you, if you it was created from a branch of a tree, yeah. and it's a good possibility it's a doorway for the fairies. So it's a great way to kind of stand in and just communicate with them. Many times when I find trees that have a lot of fairy energy in them, there will be an arch right next to it. And they say to me, they say, instead of architecture, we call it arch-a-texture. Ah. <laughs> so it's like, ah. they'll say things like that. So they've shown me different signs and symbols. Uh, As you open up, you're going to have your own because we all have different wonderful things. But I'll speak about the ones they've had with me. So I mentioned earlier walking sticks is a very common one. And I've had what you would call cosmic wings. So it isn't always the nature that I see them. I was in the Denver, Colorado airport, and and my immediate flight had been canceled, and it was very chaotic. You know how those airports are. I wasn't sure I was going to make my new flight. And as I looked out into the hustling crowd of people, I saw this old lady very gracefully carrying a walking stick in between the mobs of people. And she glances over at me, and I feel her energy. And then she looked away, and I knew this was a sign that everything would be all right. And I took a deep, calming breath, and in a blink of an eye, I noticed she had disappeared. In a flash... A moving airport transport vehicle came rushing towards me and stopped right next to me. It had only a few seats left. I hopped on, and seconds later, I was whisked across the very large airport. If you've ever been there, you know, it's a very large. And and I, became, and I came up right up close to the gate where my next flight was taking off. If I hadn't gotten the ride, I would have missed my flight, so I felt mm. the lesson there was through trust and flexibility, we allowed them to help us. You know, walking our path in partnership with our gnomes and guides and angels can be so rewarding, and they can definitely keep you on your toes. But you know, we're more powerful in our flexibility or fluidity than our control, for sure. And that is the lesson. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell another couple more if you like.
1: Uh, yes. Yes. One
0: day. Oh, okay, good. One day I was walking with my husband, and those three different times that there were gloves lying on the ground. You know, I, the first time, like, you know, okay, there's a glove, didn't really didn't really say much. But then when I see it in repetition, because that's how they speak as well, is through repeating. That's another way in their language. And we had needed some financial assistance, and we were not sure where it was going to come from. And we always trust the universe is going to bring it to us. And I call this certainty consciousness. I knew from the past that when I see something in repetition, it is the sign from them. So as I relaxed, we went to uh, another park, and I sat on this park bench. And I discovered next to my feet on the ground were a pair of blue gloves, right next to my feet. I'm like, wait a minute, this is this is they're they're trying to tell me something. And this was the third time. So I quieted my mind, and I thought, okay, nature beings, why why is this? And telepathically, I got, you're going to get helping hands. I went, yeah. oh. And within 48 hours, we were gifted some income. It came out of nowhere, and our prayers were answered. So I was just elated. It was like as we trusted with certainty, you know, we create our dreams without being a victim or in fear. And then it allows our energy field to hold a higher frequency and manifest what it is we're asking for. And gratitude opens the heart to receive. So I was very grateful, gave my gratitude to them. And since then, I see them all the time. Once you know they can create a language of signs or communication. So, like, when you get it, I say, then they do it over and over again. Now they, I've seen them in Mount Shasta, on the Amtrak tracks, you know, I mean, a lot of places. So (laughs) that was one of the other ways they show me helping hands. Uh, I had mentioned the Pixies untie shoelaces earlier. I wanted to elaborate on that. My friend John Springer, he's in Florida, and he does enchanted walkabouts. And he takes the Girl Scouts out on nature walks there, and he educates them about the faces and trees, the fairy doors, and many other wonderful forest treasures. And they get to earn a magical fairy adventure patch. Isn't that cool for their experience? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's like he's totally, they, they love it. And the event where the story took place, I'm, I'm talking about, was called the Enchanted Wonderland for the Gateway Council, and it was in Jacksonville, Florida. It was held at Seminole Springs Girl Scout Camp in the town of Orange Springs. The facility used to be a resort catering to honeymooners with their spring-fed, heart-shaped pool. So it was kind of neat. But in preparation for their journey and nature together, he speaks about the pixie fairies. He says, if you're on your walk and your shoes come untied, just know the pixies are playing with you. As he spoke these words to the crowd of about 100 people, a lot. Some of them were the adults of the different Girl Scout troops attending. A young Girl Scout steps forward with her stern earnest and says, Oh, no, those pixies are not going to untie my shoes. I'm going to tie them in double knots so they can't get to my shoes. What happened next was quite a surprise. Immediately after her shoes were double tied, she felt something tugging on her shoes, but it was not visible to the naked eye. She gasped, oh, what is happening? The pixies were excited to have such a large audience. They carefully untied her shoelaces right before her eyes. The crowd gasped in awe what they saw. It is true. Just because you cannot see them does not mean they are not there. And that was part of their, that lesson. So
1: that was part oh. And Yeah. And what, and, would, and what the, were the walks called again? Enchanted? Enchanted walkabouts. Mm-hmm. Enchant- I love that those two words put together. Enchanted walkabouts.
0: Yeah. John is wonderful. He that's his. I think that's enchantedwalkabouts.com is his uh, website, uh-huh. and he'd be more happy. To, and he's on Facebook too. And, and uh, yeah, he'd love to have you check him out. Um, also, they sometimes show the letter F in nature to represent the word fairy. The uh-huh. F. They make, and they show sticks in an X position to show they are round. They've done that many times to me, even as large as half of a hillside. These are like two trees in an X. It's amazing. And also, like, if you see sparks in your peripherals you know, or in the environment, it is fine they are there. Some people see them and may not know what they are. Uh, the green or colored orbs that show up in your photographs could be them. Sometimes you can actually see elementals inside the orbs. It's pretty amazing. Um, it could be also be the ancestors, The orbs could also be different things like the ancestors of the land there or your spirit guides or visitors from other realms so I know a lot of people are getting the orbs that's why I kind of wanted to bring that up but I have one last story I'd like to share that kind of goes with spring uh, we, had, we were talking earlier about tree spirits and then uh, I had moved back to the Midwest to take care of my ill father years ago and in the backyard of the home uh, with this amazing catalpa tree, I don't know if you know what that is, but it's pretty it's about a fifty foot tree and it has these beautiful white blossoms in the spring and I connected with a tree spirit, <clears throat> which in ancient name for tree spirit is dryad d r y a d the tree dryad uh lived inside and revealed himself to me. It was quite amazing I could actually see his his eyes energetically but is I actually got a picture that kind of showed him a little bit. It's in my second book. There were many nature beings in this tree, but Sal, he was the dominant one with the eyes, represented all of them. He kind of was speaks, the spokesperson of the tree, of the, the, the being. And spring was just around the corner, and one sunny afternoon I was sitting out on my deck and next to Sal, and suddenly I heard a popping sound. Hundreds of little pop, 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 all around, all of simultaneous, and I thought, I mean, it was like raindrops falling on dry leaves, but the tree had no leaves, and I was like, where is that coming from? I didn't know what it was, so I thought maybe Sal would know, so I sat quietly, and I asked him, Sal, what was that sound? And he replied to me, why, I opened up my energy field to you, and you experienced my tree budding, and I hmm. went, wow, it was a feeling of, elevated rebirth it was amazing i I can't even put it into words but one of the lessons of that is i heard it on another level of course it wasn't in the physical but i thanked him for giving me such a beautiful experience and ironically i was going through so much change in my personal life i felt and understood the parallel of my own rebirth my mother was going to pass and You know, that brings in a lot of things. And nature, you know, they do that. Nature is speaking to us and gives us wisdom if we're open to it. It constantly mirrors back to us what is happening in our own personal lives. The natives know this, and a lot of indigenous people, and I've come to know more. Living out in the country,
1: it's really helpful. But
0: it happens all the time around us. We just aren't listening or, or paying attention, really.
1: We have to unplug. I was just talking about that at our spring equinox and inviting people to come and do storytelling and story time. because, And that's why I love those words, enchanted walkabouts, because we need our children to kind of unplug from technology. We need to unplug to just kind of come back into this natural, harmonious rhythm that we've lost, that flow, I believe, that connection to nature. Absolutely. And, so um, it's time to do that and just as you said the indigenous tribes and the ancestors that walk the land um, they are encouraging that and talking about that right now that we have lost connection with our internal balance because we have lost connection to Gaia Mother Earth and and living in harmony and peace and balance So, um, so that's why I think it's so exciting to have you on the program, when when we were talking about the um, one of the testimonies uh, that I had read about a new level of hope in our lives to attend your presentation, what are the elementals saying about hope right now?
0: What are they saying about hope? Oh, goodness. Well, I believe the first area that gives hope is your playful child within, you know, revealing themselves, in my photograph, that validates that the world is full of fairies, gnomes, elves, and dragons. You know, even during the presentations, they actually show up in real time. They show up and disappear. Or through connection with the audience, they actually gift healing. So it becomes a very uh, in-the-moment experience. It, there's, it becomes fifth-dimensional. And part of what I teach is actually being multidimensional, that we are. You know, that's who we are. And their their energy um, is not locked in past written stories of lore, but can be brought forth from other dimensions into this physical reality by believing they are real. And um, many of them are. Many others are seen in their photography. I get people all the time sending them to me. They bring hope to me through the grace and the whispers in the wind, the the flowers that bloom, and permeate the air with their amazing fragrances. The plants, their essences for healing, to me, this is the most important. Their love for source and guide, Mother Earth, is beyond words. They carry the oneness consciousness and are in constant service. Through their sacred acts of creating and harmonizing with the Mother each day, we witness the possibility of our own lives becoming balanced and harmonious. So I just think that would be my definition of that. Hmm. Hmm.
1: So can you take us right now into any type of meditation about fairies in the elemental kingdom? I always like to ask our guests that we have in a program to kind of give us an experience of what they teach, an experience of what they bring forth upon the planet. Can you do that right now at all? Or
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I would love to. Great. Great. Okay. Um, the fairies would like to actually connect with your inner child. So we were speaking of that and how important that is. We've lost that for today. Let us all move our thoughts to our breath and take a few slow, deep breaths. Imagine all of our chakras opening and willing to receive the love and joy the fairies can bring. Imagine yourself as a little child. The sun is shining and you're in a tall, grassy meadow. With wildflowers and frolicking butterflies. You feel the gentle breeze tickle your cheek, and you giggle with joy, knowing that all is well. The flowers are unfolding all around you, and you can hear the bees buzzing. In the wind, you can faintly hear the trees sighing and gently creaking. You see an eagle flying overhead in the distance, and it comes to greet you. It leads you into a grove of trees nearby. As you approach the trees, you begin to see the faces in the tree trunks, some of them with a half grin and some with sparkling eyes. You can hear one of the trees calling you to come near. It is a grandfather tree and he would like to talk with you. Have a seat against my trunk and relax. Take a deep breath and feel how nature is here to embrace and nurture you. You begin to feel sleepy and slowly sink out of your reality. Your fairy guide is taking you to a magical realm that exists below the surface of the earth. You feel its wings. Is it a fairy or possibly a dragon? As you open your eyes, you see a large cavern up ahead dimly lit with a glowing lantern. You swiftly move towards it and come to a golden door. It has many engraved symbols on it, with hearts, vines, and leaves. You hear a tinkling sound and the door opens. As you approach the room, it is filled with many nature beings. They have gathered to celebrate spring with you. You can feel their hearts. They are joyful and playful. One of the beings comes close and leads you to a wide open area with a golden shimmering glow. It is full of very tall plants Trees, flowers, crystals, and a waterfall rainbow. You all join in a circle and hold hands. Then, without warning, they start twirling. Whee! You feel so light and full of joy. Then we all lift off the ground and break away from the circle. We start to fly on our own wherever we choose. I am drawn to the rainbow waterfall. Wow, it is so beautiful. I can hear the gentle roar and smell the many colors. It is so inviting. that I swoop down and fly right through it. Ah, it is refreshing and exhilarating. I can taste the sweetness of the rainbow water. I see the water fairies dancing all around me. I then come down softly on top of a mushroom. I hear it say, Hello, happy spring. <laughs> happy spring to you too. The life here is alive. It talks and is in constant high vibration of love. I then hear a trumpet sound. I walk over to where many nature beings have gathered. I see one of them holding something in their hand. As I approach, I hear them direct me to the middle. As I stand in the middle of the circle, they gift me a beautiful crown made of flowers, twigs, and leaves. A tall, beautiful elf walks close and hands me something in her hand. It is a golden key. It is beautiful and glows with brilliant light. I asked her, "What is this for?" And she said, "This golden key is a gift for you to remember this day. We are always with you, whether you are in inner Earth or on surface Earth." Spoke the last word as if by magic. The key swiftly disappeared and moved energetically into my heart. I could feel its presence and was awakened to its joyful meaning. It brought tears to my eyes. It was a part of me. I was so grateful. I bowed my head with reverence to the beautiful elf and all the nature beings. Then they bowed their heads at me in return. I could feel a tug to start heading back to the golden door. I was so grateful to spend time with the fairies. As my fairy guide and I slowly came back to the surface, my eyes started to open and I heard a deep voice. Oh, it was the grandfather tree. Hello, you are back. Did you have a nice visit with the beloved nature beings? Oh, yes, the fairies were so delightful and gifted me a golden key that wove their love light into my heart. That is wonderful. We are all connected and the magic is always available. I thank you for visiting me today, dear one. Pleasure is mine, Grandfather Tree. I thank you for your kindness and gentle love. I gave him a big hug and slowly walked back to the meadow. As I approached at this time, I could hear all the flowers laughing. As I looked up into the sky... I saw a white, puffy cloud floating in the shape of a key, just like the one I was gifted by the fairies. I knew in that moment, seeing is believing. That was the key. Happy trails, my friends.
1: Dragons. I heard you talk about dragons. Are are because yeah. I I have another friend that always talks about I see a dragon and I don't see dragons at all I I know now by talking to you that we have fairies and so what dimension and I don't even know if that even makes sense or is the right question to ask do they live mm-hmm. apparently in a different dimension.
0: Oh yeah, they do, but they they uh they're actually coming back into our dimension you know they've been on earth, the ancient lore of them was really misunderstood because they're very powerful, and you know um, dragons are uh, you know they they help you but um, in many ways, especially with creativity and your passion for your project and things like that i usually see i'll light a I'll light a candle on calm the dragons because they're very um, oh, they're so creative, and they, in a, in a, in a presentation once, I was showing a picture of a dragon tree that I have, and this woman, the dragon came through and said, I can show you places, you know, you've never even imagined yet, and it was just so cool, and I've had dragon healings before, and one of the things about dragons is when they feel something, and it's a healing, in a healing mode, it is done, there is no transformation, there's no, it's like, it's very powerful, and And them coming back into this dimension now, it's um, and blending with us. I would call it again, or us with them. Maybe it's both ways. um, Is that the planetary energies have shifted to such a higher degree that they can now be here again? So you're going to actually hear more people talk about them and see them. And uh, yes, they're coming to help us uh, elevate the frequencies here and our own frequencies, and also um, they work with you in meditation, just like the fairies, angels and everyone. Does mm-hmm. that answer your question?
1: Absolutely. Trolls. How about trolls? Are they real, not real, good, bad trolls? How about trolls?
0: Well, one of the things they're telling me they want me to say about them, I forgot. Okay, okay. The dragon said, well, okay. The, the dragons are very, also very loyal, like a dog, you know, would be. Mm-hmm. The difference between and them a lot i mean as far as the loyalty is the dog is in service where they are they help co-create they're one of the most powerful of of the um fire elementals are one of the most powerful because they co-create they don't transform they actually come in and create a new reality
1: you
0: know? hmm. um now the trolls interesting yeah i uh, uh the trolls and the um goblins and all that they're they're kind of in the same category they're kind of prankster-ish i should i mean not that's a word but um the trolls tend to live under the bridges they kind of help they're kind of the gateway guardians um and i feel the goblins are as well because they um they kind of have their uh parents to scare a little bit or you know kind of one time I was in a, a, a forest and I asked them what what were they there for and I wanted to connect with them and actually one appeared in a tree I have I have a picture and he says well we actually guard the forest and so we we look like this because we're the guardians so you know we might um, make someone be apprehensive to come down a certain path because we don't want we can feel their energy and we don't want them there or you know so in a way they're really not negative or dark they're just there to um that's their mask so i'm getting mm-hmm. so um the trolls uh they're very popular in iceland a friend of mine went there and i mean fairies are popular but the trolls specifically because i guess because of they they you know they like to live in the mountains and in the in the caverns and kind of like the gnomes um but i you know they're they work with the minerals and. Uh, I don't think any of the elementals um, now are, you know, malevolent. It's just they have their ways of guarding guarding nature and keeping things balanced.
1: I saw that troll on your website. I looked, was looking at that um, tree. I think that's your enchanted tree on the website. So as you had some circles, and I was looking, and I I saw that troll in the tree, and I thought, oh my gosh, that is a tr- that is a troll. So. <laughs> Um, yeah. Very interesting. Gnomes
0: yeah, gnomes, yeah, gnomes in the trees. Yeah. Well,
1: tell us about your book and your classes and your lectures that you give.
0: Well, I have several projects I'm working on. Um, currently, my first book called Life in Nature Revealed, Real Photographs of Fairies, gnomes and Elves, that is available on my website. Um, and it, it's a wonderful introduction about the fairies and my initiation with them. We've spoken a little bit about it today. Also, the Enchanted Tree that was the initiation, the, it, uh, I actually have a poster that I sell. It's a beautiful 18 by 24 inch size poster um, that actually shows the, the veil of the golden light in that, in that photograph was actually their realm. And there's three elves and, and there's fairies and there's grandfather uh, faces in that and many, many others. Um, and i also sell my photo prints i have some beautiful photography on my website that i sell and i really invite everybody to join my fairy blog it's a great blog i don't do it real often you know maybe once a month i do a shout out but i i post sometimes just online but there are always pictures or or stories they tell me or things they bring to me and you can learn a lot about the fairies that way so if you go to my fairies blog um Uh, pull-down tab at the bottom of it. In the right-hand corner, you can sign up and just send me your email. And also, um, I'm working on a second book. I'm kind of not... uh, I'm looking for a publisher right now. I'm in the final stages. But it's a continuation of the first one, but it's a lot larger book. And, And I also have a Nature Oracle card deck that I'm working on that actually is part of the two books combined and then some other photos that I have taken. Um, and last year I started making fairy houses and selling them and then the nature beings asked me to create a book on how to make enchanted fairy houses. So I'm in the middle of that. So a lot of things are coming to completion. Uh, as far as the presentations, I live in Salem, Oregon and give my nature presentations you know, in the surrounding areas. I'm not traveling too much doing that right at the moment. Um, I love to do enchanted nature walks in the forest and I have several, like I mentioned earlier, I have several amazing videos of the fairies waving leaves and spinning leaves, and they were like a delightful surprise. I didn't know they were going to do that. I just, that's how they communicate, so be ready. It may happen when you least expect it, because it probably will, Um, and I say to people, have no expectations, be ready. That is, be ready for the magic. That is the fairy way, so Mm. that's pretty much uh, what's going on there.
1: Yeah, let's let's give your website an email for people who want to get uh, onto your website and get a hold of you, Laura. What would that be? Okay.
0: All right. Um, my website is www.beingenchanted.com. B e i n g, e n c h a n t e d dot com, and then my email is fairies at beingenchanted.com and it's spelled F-A-E-R-I-E-S, at com, And you can go on my uh, contact page under the About tab on my uh, website too and get all that information on my Facebook pages
1: as well. Good, good, good. Thank you. I have one more question, and the reason why I have this question down is because I have an opportunity to speak to a lot of people coming up, and I was just thinking, how do I want to use that platform? So this is the question I have for you. If you could have a few minutes to address the whole world at one time on television, what would you tell them about the enchanted forest of our world and the elemental kingdom?
0: Okay. Hmm. That's a pretty big question, isn't it? It is. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, I can feel this. Um, Okay. How I would answer that is this. We live on such a magnificent jewel planet. Nature is what embraces us with beauty, wisdom, abundance, and love. It is creator's way of feeding our bodies and our souls. All of the various realms in nature, the elemental, the plant, and the crystal, they gift us this experience. They literally bring it into form. Nature in all its many levels near to us, the knowing of flow and expansion through change and rebirth. Don't miss it. It is precious. Through your own acts of self-love, Become a part of it through loving your physical body. You are able to love the earth. Invite the nature beings that live around you to hold your hand and walk with you. You will be surprised at the many ways they can show you your own potential and guide you to places you can cannot
1: even imagine yet. <laughs> wow! Wow! Thank you. Well, I want to thank you, Ms. Laura, for being on our program tonight with us. I don't think, like I said, we had anybody on our program that's ever talked about this topic before. And I thought it was so important to talk about it because, like you said, they're coming back. They're coming back. They're coming back. And because our mm-hmm. vibration is changing. Yay, our vibration is changing and the Earth planet is um, changing as well. So I do want yeah. to thank you from the bottom of my heart to the bottom of your heart for sharing with us this um, this information, this information. So. Oh, it's
0: thank so you. delightful to be on. Thank you.
1: And we will send you energy from the Midwest to Oregon, and you can send uh, that energy from Oregon right over to us, and we will intermingle in that energy and build ferry bridges so they can run back and forth from your enchanted gardens (laughs) to our enchanted gardens now that we will have here. So I thank you. I thank you so much. Be ready. That's all they're saying. Be ready. I I love that. (laughs) Be ready. Have no expectations, but be ready. Well, I also want to thank our listeners. I thank you for tuning in to the Pure Hope Show I always try to bring you some of the most interesting topics and guests that we have on our show. Without you, our beloved listeners, there would be no show. So from the bottom of my heart, I do want to thank you. If you have found this to be interesting or helpful in any way, I just ask you to pass it on. We want to continue to build the Pure Hope Show Oh, and it is building and building and building. We have literally thousands and thousands, over 26,000. I think really there's over 30,000 hits that we have had on our program. So who would have thought? And perhaps the fairies are helping us with that as well. So please pass it on. Put it on your Facebook. Also, I would like to remind you all that we are having our next program live on Tuesday, April 29th at 7 p.m. Where we will have my friend and also a spiritual teacher join us. We're going to cross the nation and now go all over to New York City. My assistant just said April 26th. Thank you, Shiva. Tuesday, April 26th at 7 p.m. With Selena Matreya. She is going to be talking on experiencing loss through Joy, she has uh, was taught a practice that she received on New Year's Day, I believe, and she's going to be sharing that with us. So, once again, I thank you all. Go out. I love again the the opportunity to take walks. The EnchantedWalkabouts.com. I would look up that. I would also look up Laura and on her uh, website. We will be having that on our program. Um, again, I'm going to give you that. It's www.beingenchanted.com. B E I N G, enchanted, dot com. Thank you so much. Until we meet again, enjoy the fairies, the gnomes, the divas, the elementals, and the sprites. Namaste. Namaste. Thank
0: you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman and until next time remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things be
1: kind be gentle be loving be true